Before we start today's episode, let's begin with a quick mom check-in. How are you doing today, parents? How was your week? I hope you enjoyed some good moments, or even many good moments. If it's morning where you are, did you find time today to take care of yourself first? To do your morning routine, whether that's enjoying a warm coffee, going out for a walk in the forest, a run in the park, yoga at home, meditation on your couch, or sitting down for 5 to 10 minutes and finally writing an entry into your journal? If not, maybe pause this podcast now and do at least one of those things first. Because it might sound unbelievable, but this will still be here when you come back. For me, I'm still doing yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Her free September playlist is called Seek, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes of this episode. And if you're listening to this in the afternoon or evening, have you had time this week to update the calendar on your phone? And I don't just stop with typing in the appointment title in my Google Calendar. I also copy and paste parts of the text from the invite, describing the details, the start and end times, location, any web links, into the notes section of my calendar. That way I have all the information I need in one place. So if you've done one or all of these things, well done to you. I'm so proud of you for showing up. And if not, don't worry, there are no winners or losers here. Just try your best. Remember that it gets easier the more you do it. So keep on trying, and let's get started with today's episode. If you're new here, welcome to Doing Things On Purpose, the podcast that empowers women to take charge of their time, health, relationships, and money by doing things on purpose. I'm your host, Suri Stahel. Let's get to today's episode titled, Let Your Money Work For You. In the last nine episodes, I've been focused mainly on the relationship and mindset piece of life because in my experience, and studies have also shown that that's the piece that can move the needle the most when it comes to our sense of well-being and life satisfaction. I don't actually mean that nurturing relationships means that you've got to have a family. It can also be the sense of joy and meaning you get when you serve or connect with other people through your work or friendships. But let's not get off topic. You can listen to episodes 3 and 5 if you want to recap of what my thoughts are about building good relationships. So what's the role of money in all of this? For me, I see people being trapped in thinking about money as the end goal. But where does that lead you? I think you know where this story goes. Because money itself doesn't make people happy. It can bring comfort, sure. But is that really what's going to satisfy you 30 40, 50, 60, or maybe even 70 years down the road? It's just a neutral tool like technology, telephones, the internet, or social media. It's a tool that we can use to connect with each other, to go on holidays, to the movies, or just celebrate with one another, for instance. 
It allows us to exchange value and receive validation for the services that we and others provide to one another. Having enough of it gives us a sense of security. We get to buy the clothes, food, and pay for the roof over our heads. Having slightly more than that gives us the luxury of choice. We can save, invest, hire help. We can work part-time, we can travel, we can explore a new career even. And then having even more of it makes us feel safe and secure with the knowledge that we can afford to retire in comfort, to hire help to care for us in our old age. Money can also be the tool to allow us to further the ideals and causes that we most care about on a larger scale. So money can be a very powerful and beautiful tool if we use it right. Or maybe you don't feel like you have a strong enough purpose to make more money, then just make enough of it to fill your needs. Then maybe you'll find, hey, now I want to do a bit more in the world. So you'll find a way how to make more. And in that way, you make your money work for you and you're not working for your money. You learn to respect money and all the good it can do in the world. You don't waste it as much. You're more motivated to save, and you value it, you look after it, and you learn how to grow it. So why do women, moms, and stay-at-home moms in particular need to learn to have a better relationship with money? It's because women tend to live longer, we tend to work fewer years, and we often get paid less because of this. Still, on the other hand, As women tend to outlive men, we often inherit more wealth to pass on to the next generation than men. So we should know how to manage wealth. Women also use their savings differently. While a man might prefer to save for his vacation, a woman tends to put paying off credit card debt as a higher priority, which makes much more financial sense. Number three, this might surprise you, but statistically, women also make better more profitable long-term investors than men who tend to be overconfident and willing to take on more risks. And lastly, when we have wealth, women also typically spend a higher proportion of our earnings on our families and community compared to men. So it makes quite a lot of sense for women to not be so afraid about the topic of money because we think it's so complicated or my husband or financial advisor can handle money better than me, because it's not true. But of course, before you can convince and work together with your partner on your family's money strategy, you'll need to ensure that your relationship is rock solid. You need to first invest in that. Because unfortunately, nobody is comfortable trusting anyone, including their spouse, when it comes to their money. They'd rather trust a financial advisor who they don't really know, who unfortunately has other life goals, like squeezing out as much fees from their clients as they can, because that's how they make a living. That's their job. So if you have a solid relationship with your spouse, and you're both on the same page about how you want to spend your life, how you want to retire, and what you want to support, then that's the best financial partner that you can ever find. Because as Susie Orman says, Nobody cares about your money more than you. And another quote from her that I just love is, put people first, then money, then things. 
So that's where I'll leave you today with these powerful thoughts to ponder about, that when you know what's important to you, what you care about, you can start to have a more positive and less fearful relationship with money and let it work for you. In the next episode, I'll share the first steps we took as a couple to manage our money, and it's still going strong after more than a decade. Of course, it's always being tweaked. It's always a work in progress, but it saved us a lot of headaches and fights over money, which I think is a super big deal because money causes so much stress, heartache, and often even leads to broken relationships. But to be honest, I think many of us are just innocent children in this game of money that we were just never taught how to deal with. We're all confused and wanting to feel secure, accepted, loved, validated, and valued. So let's learn to give ourselves and each other that with our intentions and actions, even when it comes to money. If you have a money story to share or any questions, leave a comment on this episode at surishtahil.com forward slash 10. That's S-U-R-I-S-T-A-H-E-L dot com forward slash the number 10. Or write to me at surishtahil at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to my newsletter to get informed when the next episode drops. Go to surishtahil.com forward slash newsletter. This is Suri, and you're listening to the Doing Things on Purpose podcast. Please subscribe, share, and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Thank you so much for tuning in. I wish you a lovely week ahead, and I'll catch you next time.